0: and came, but even critics have claimed that it was shit in its day. Some films are shit and shit, they will stay, but some get better over time because of Nicolas Cage. So which film stay shit forever? And which one got a little bit better?
1: Welcome to Second Chance Movies, the podcast where we rewatch movies and decide if they deserve a second chance.
0: I'm Joe Harper, your host who loves rewatching movies and finally bought himself an elf on the show.
1: And I'm Jessica Quaz, your host who's a one and done kind of movie viewer who celebrates Bufana, the Christmas witch.
0: Um, no, what? <laughs> Yeah. So what is Bufana?
1: She I'm so glad you asked because Bufana is wonderful. She's an Italian folklore who is like Santa but better. So she's a Christmas witch and she comes and like gives toys to the kids and candies and like if they're good, she, they get good things. They're bad, they get sticks or coal. Not only does she do that, but she's better than Santa. Santa. She's better than Santa because according to folklore, she'll also sweep your floors before she leaves.
0: Oh, that's really kind of her.
1: That's really kind. And then it also like... it's
0: greedy Santa just eats all your cookies.
1: Exactly. Makes a fucking mess. Bufana cleans it up. And then metaphorically is also sweeping away the bad energy for the next year. Love her.
0: kind of her. Okay. Very kind. Maybe I'll start worshiping Bufana. Hell
1: yeah. And today, we are giving a second chance to Krampus.
0: We're going to talk about Krampus today. And of course, spoiler alerts um we're gonna talk about things that happen in it we sure are and um here we go let's buckle in for this sleigh ride of a fun time so for those of you who do not remember krampus like i sure didn't um let me read what imdb describes its synopsis as a boy who has a bad christmas accidentally summons a festive demon to his family home. That's that's okay.
1: Yeah, I mean I like that synopsis. It gives you just enough an and kind of leaves you intrigued. Like what's going to happen with this demon? So
0: for me, I um this was like a scary Christmas movie, which we don't really get too much of the mashup of scary Christmas um of the German folklore of Krampus. <laughs> krampus krampus is like evil santa yes who
1: comes to punish you hell yeah and yeah that happens in this he lets you know you've been bad you've been real bad the demons coming
0: do you remember your first time with this movie
1: i do i actually saw it in theaters like right when it came out yeah oh
0: my god how was that were you the only person in the theater
1: actually no like I actually remember I went with a couple friends and like the theater was actually pretty full and like people were really enjoying it from what I remember like giggling and laughing and like tense when it was scared and I actually really liked it I really enjoyed it I think because I love horror and I love Christmas and this movie combined them both um so I was really into that premise so that's why I wanted to see it right away and yeah I they had a good time
0: from what i remember i remember buying this on blu-ray because i was like i missed out on the theater experience i saw it on a sale and i was like you know what this looked really intriguing so i want to give this a go because it looks right up my alley um and i i do not remember anything from it uh i remember being kind of bored through it and then there's some creepy stuff that happens and then like i don't before this rewatch, I had no idea what, what, what I don't remember anything.
1: <laughs> I, I mean, was like,
0: it was almost like seeing this movie again for the first time. Because even when watching it, I was like, I don't remember any of this happening.
1: I will say, even though I did enjoy it, I also forgot a lot that happens. So I think it's time for reviews.
0: Oh, wow. You love reviews. I love
1: reviews. All well, right. there's some people that did love this movie so let's let's celebrate those kind people in the spirit of christmas so let's start off with our positive reviews aaron peterson from the hollywood outsider wrote give me the naughty over the nice krampus is everything i wanted this christmas
0: that's good yeah i'm glad someone enjoyed it i I mean i definitely think there is this is designed for people like there's definitely people that like horror and Christmas. Oh yeah. And we're Hello? like, "When are these two worlds going to collide?" I need Right. This.
1: in a way that's not horrifying Jack Frost, which is too much.
0: That's not a horror movie. This is a lovely little movie about
1: I think you're Michael thinking Keane. of a different Jack Frost.
0: I probably am. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> it's awful. It's so awful. And that's the only horror Christmas movie we've had for ever, and it's not fun. It's Thank dark. Thank God
0: Krampus came along. Oh, man. Do <sighs> so we have an, a second option to watch instead? Truly. Whew. Trace Thurman of Horror Queers Podcast. It's not as mean as it should be, but it's still a fun little slice of family holiday horror. It sure was.
1: It sure is. Alright. Sarah Michelle Fretters from MovieFreak.com wrote, as Christmas miracles for horror fans go, this is one stocking stuff are certain to be enjoyed for many years to come. Not so much, Sarah. Like, yeah, it was enjoyable at the moment, and then you really forget about it after a couple of years.
0: I totally forgot about it. Yeah. I remember it exists because it sits on my shelf, and I pass it every time. Every <laughs> Christmas, I'm like, "What Christmas movie, not you. Um, I watch. <laughs> molly henry of the blogging banshee krampus is a film that will be added to my list of christmas movies i have to watch every year it ties in old traditions with how the holidays are today yikes i do not want my holiday to be like that
1: it no <laughs> even uh, before krampus shows up it doesn't seem like a good time
0: roxana Hadati of punch drunk critics Krampus isn't a nuanced movie in terms of character development, but the film does deliver a few narrative surprises that keep audiences on their toes.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's no, of course, there's no nuance with a movie like this. Like it's a horror Christmas movie.
0: But she's, uh, she is correct. There's almost no character development. No, <laughs> it's just, no. Hey, these, are these people. I think the what helped this movie is just like I know these lead, lead four characters or these lead, lead, lead four actors I'm like I know how all these four people are and based off of the things I've seen them in constantly I just assume they're the people like they're typecast I'm just gonna assume it's that person
1: right yeah I think that that's a fair assessment and like Yeah, there really isn't any character development, but, like, I didn't go there, you know, I didn't go into Krampus wanting, like, a character-driven piece, so, like, that doesn't really matter too much to me for this movie. Nigel Andrews from the Financial Times, we love when the Financial Times comes in for a movie review, Uh, Financial Times had to say, Krampus is a Merry Christmas horror film that takes no prisoners, but should hold willing audiences captive. But let's switch gears to shitting on this movie with some negative reviews.
0: Okay, well, I've got one right out the bat. All right. Brooke Corso of The Monitor. If it weren't for Cactur blustering about with his rifle and the gingerbread men finding a nail gun, this film would be about as bland as a month-old fruitcake. <laughs>
1: uh it does save the movie. That part is a is a real highlight. <laughs> so first of all, David Kegner
0: has never given us a bad performance ever. He he's always bringing it, brings high energy to whatever he's doing. Um, I just like him. Most people know him as Todd Packer from The Office. Uh, he's also an Anchorman. Anchorman, he, I kind He's one of those guys that pops up in so many things It's like mm-hmm. a one scene, two scene guy does what he needs to do and gets out. And I feel like with this movie, they should have let him off his leash. Just like he's like one of the top four characters in the movie. Let him do whatever the fuck he like, give him more things to do
1: yeah i agree because like like you said he does pop in and out of a lot of things and in this movie he's around for quite a while so like yeah while he's around let's just like let him do whatever the fuck he wants because he's really he's fun like, he's
0: supposed to be like the obnoxious uncle to me when i see this he's kind of like the randy quaid of um uh, christmas vacation
1: yeah which yes.
0: And yes i just think that let him be that but let him do his like keckner spin on it yeah even more fun uh him fighting with gingerbread man is might be one of the highlights of the movie
1: peter howell from the toronto star wrote the fact we all care about the outcome is a testament to the actors and only the actors but buried beneath the christmas clutter is a much better movie
0: like the christmas clutter is what i like about this movie right i mean Um, we do
1: need some of that it's a holiday movie all right this okay this review i can't make heads or tails of when it comes to this movie so i don't know what's going on here maybe you have some insight joe that could help me understand what this person's saying but i'm I'm pretty good with insight (laughs) okay let's let's give this a whirl then Ed Gonzalez with Slant Magazine wrote, at the center of the film is a conservative lesson that asks us to unquestionably abide by society's capitalistic impulses.
0: No, 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 Jessica,
1: we're not doing Jingle all the way
0: this week. We already did that movie.
1: Ed, what did you watch? Like, what did you watch? Because I don't... I don't get Maybe that Maybe he just
0: started the movie and then turned it off after the credits because the credits are really well shot like Black Friday shopping. Right. Which I think is a fun way to start a movie. Not this movie. Not this movie. <laughs> this has nothing to do with shopping and presents. Nothing. Um, so I don't, I don't understand why that's in the front of the movie. Uh, but it looks good.
1: It does um, look good. And I think it's supposed to like start us off with chaos right away but then you're right it's detached from the rest of the movie so it does feel like really disjointed and yeah maybe ed just saw that opening where they're in a mall and thought like they want to knock out a review
0: (laughs) yeah
1: call it a day
0: the movie's probably about capitalism
1: yeah as long as your review sounds smart i guess it's good all right adam woodward from little white lies wrote a curious creature feature that's more an unwanted gift than a surprise package that's rude i know
0: it's definitely a creature feature and boy is it a creature feature
1: it sure is
0: um but i that's that's one of those things i want to talk about creature features later all right these creatures because these are super impressive Michael Compton of Bowling Green Daily News, the anti-Christmas movie that wants to be naughty but ultimately misses the mark.
1: Ooh. Ooh. He did not I... like the deviation from American Christmas norms, that's for sure. I mean... Okay, well, let's just get into our second chance. This is my second time watching it. Sure. And because Me I like... Nice. <laughs> Finally, we're equal in our viewing um so like I went into this knowing that I liked it a lot the first time around a lot of people didn't so let me be a little more like critical and see what did what are some things people didn't like about it when
0: I first I I didn't remember anything so when I'm watching it this time I have to pay attention and
1: remember (laughs) what
0: happened that's fair yeah
1: um so one thing It,
0: it was difficult
1: it's yeah. That first hour,
0: just we're like marching through the mud. Like we it's, really are. It's so difficult to pay attention to because it's no, nothing exciting is really happening. And I feel like if we flushed out this like opening a bit more, I mean i can't call it an opening when it's more than half the movie.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but it's like more than an hour before we even like hear the word Krampus or like right. talk about what Krampus is doing. But once Krampus and friends start coming. God damn is it great.
1: Yeah. So huh. I think like that right away there's a big pacing problem with this movie. Yeah. Um I think that we spend a lot of time at the beginning not even so much like establishing our characters because we meet them we get who they are you know the, again the characters are kind of basic so we're able to understand like the stereotype of a character or just like the blanket like oh this is the the kooky relative that just showed up this is the elderly grandma this is the little boy who's pissy these are the weird cousins like we're able to pick those like stereotypes up right away yeah. and then we essentially the the young kid who's sort of like our I guess hero of the story ish, like. Let's he, call him
0: by his character's name.
1: What's it? So what's that? Max. <laughs> Max. Sure. Max. Max. Um, he is Adam Scott and Tony Collette's son. So, our, he is just having a rough go of it this Christmas and wishes. I don't know. Like, writes a, he like writes a letter to Santa, sort of being like, "Hey, hey, like my family sucks."
0: Did we read his letter, or he just he, like?
1: they do they read it at at some point okay um i want to say what happens is he okay so he writes a letter to santa before he can send it off to santa his shitty cousins like make bullying him find it and read it out loud Mm -hmm. and it's essentially like calling out every family member for their flaws kind of thing but then being like but it's like kind of sweet so it's like um I don't even remember it word for word but essentially I don't like these people but I hope they get a
0: nice present
1: yeah like oh Sienna please give you know my mom patience because she can be a real asshole or whatever okay I don't think he says asshole but stuff like that where it's like um means well but also digs at their personality so it like upsets them
0: yeah
1: and then he gets really pissed off because his cousin's our assholes and made fun of him and called him out for thinking all these things so he like i i believe grabs a letter and then like rips it up and throws it out the window oh, yeah and Me- then mystical beings happen
0: okay so Ooh. you were you were you didn't know who was related to who or
1: so it's not okay like the dynamics are a little smushed i think they're like it's weird because we spend a lot of time like hanging out with this family but the dynamics are almost a little vague so right away at the top of the movie we're introduced to all of our characters like in rapid fire sort of um and so it does take a minute to be like okay hold up who's who again so like we have yeah, we have Tony Collette's sister, but they don't even like really act like sisters. So that takes a minute to like, they act or more like strangers. look
0: like sisters. Or look like sisters besides having brown hair. Yeah.
1: yeah, they don't look similar. Um, it's under, it's easy to understand like the couples and their kids. So like yeah. uh, Tony Collette, Adam Scott, and um, Allison Lohman and David Keckner and their kids. But then it's like, okay, but how do we all branch together then we have like a random great aunt the (laughs) great aunt
0: aunt dorothy
1: okay she's fine
0: she tags along with the in-laws that arrived and then adam scott has his mother who's like super german like yes she only speaks german and then speaks english as a surprise that nobody knew about just when it was convenient, and I thought, why is yeah. she speaking German? I I don't mind that she knows German, but like, why is she only speaking German to everyone? And why does the grandson know German, but nobody else knows it?
1: Yeah, and she lives with them too, so like that's also really strange. Like, Adam Scott doesn't even know how to communicate with his own mother. Like, how does he not know German if that's what his mother uses? That was and-
0: yeah, a lot of that was just not like thoroughly thought out yeah i'm, I'm I, the fact that we're questioning it makes it not it wasn't like fleshed out well enough
1: right i think there could have been something where she has like a very thick accent mm-hmm. um and then maybe just everyone around her is like really ignorant and never really takes the time <laughs> to actually understand what she's saying because that's also, okay
0: german grandma yeah whatever. like
1: all right and the kid's the only one that's like oh i love my grandma what is yeah, she I- saying And, hey, he – she can speak English, but he learns German just because it's easier for her to communicate. Like, you know, there could have been – because, yeah, there's, like, this – it's weird.
0: I would have rather her all speak German or all speak English. I didn't, like, this, like, halfway through, like, oh, I actually know some English in – I only know the English to explain what Krampus is. She because
1: And she knows that English very well. And she knows it really well. Like, when she's talking about Krampus, she's like, okay, here's some full-ass English sentences for you. Like, yeah. I got this. Here's a monologue of a language you've never heard me speak in before. <laughs> okay, so, like, I like that, like, this is sort of blended ish, and that it's like Adam Scott's mom and Tony Collette's sister and her aunt. Oh, like a big
0: fun extended family.
1: It, it, it's that's realistic, yeah. But, like, again, like the dynamics just seem a little wishy washy. Like, for, it took me a, a minute to understand that the that this is Tony Collette and Allison Lohman's aunt. I thought it was like the the in-laws mom so i thought it was like
0: so i i don't know if because again i don't i don't really quite remember or caught up on the detail i don't know if it's their great aunt or howard's great aunt
1: I think it's their aunt, but the way she's introduced is so vague. It's almost like, oh, why'd you bring her? Oh, she like jumped in our car. I couldn't say no. Okay. But then it's like, okay, the- so we don't like her that much, but like, who is she again? <laughs> we as
0: the audience think she's probably the most fun character in the bunch because yeah. she's the sassy old t- It's Conchata Farrell from Two and a Half Men. Yeah. Um, Blast. We we all know her. We've all watched Two and a Half Men, at least, at least an episode.
1: Yeah, even if we didn't want to, we all have.
0: And we know Berta. We all know Berta. She's fun. So we like her. We love her. Stamp of approval.
1: Absolutely. Bring her Think in the you family. Can do no wrong in this movie. Yes, and she's
0: got a lot of funny lines.
1: Yeah, I Speak like through. her being this like kind of sassy asshole that no one really wants around, but you <laughs> so kind of have to, We, want her, we want her around. Yeah, <laughs> and like she's, but she's there because she's family and she has to be, and just like that's such a fun like part for her to be in for this but i just want to know like okay but like why who is she <laughs> like yeah. i'm cool let's bring her in let's accept her hell yeah I like, like who the is sisters,
0: she the sisters don't even like each other so why did they even show up
1: right and why right. are they
0: hanging out at christmas together yes. just because it's christmas right no
1: i think like that is a that is sort of a dynamic that i've seen in my family anyway where sometimes you do spend holidays with someone you don't particularly like
0: like they the sisters should at least get along yeah maybe just like the sister's husband is just obnoxious like sure
1: that's more realistic he's not not, uh
0: he's not a bad person or rude he's just obnoxious and so like he's annoying to be around but he's like a nice person
1: right like i think there needs to be because there is just a strain everywhere all around and i think there needs to be some connective tissue to make us all care about this family like i don't think like, yeah, maybe we really like the aunt, but we her kids and husbands suck. Like, I know family members like that.
0: And I don't know how many kids there actually are, because, like, two of them are twins, and then, like, they all kind of, like, look the same, and so, like, it's hard to tell everybody apart.
1: Yeah. And they oh. also, like, don't have really much personality. Like, even our main kid, Max, like, I just know that he likes Christmas, and he's having a rough go of it. I don't know anything else I about like- him
0: having twins that are bullies is a good choice
1: i like all these actors a lot i think the cast is really cool um and i think everyone's doing a really good job here but there's just something like lost in the sauce of all these family members that like just just for some reason don't like each other at all like at all not even like much respect for one another so like why are we all together and caring about each other
0: the first hour is really boring because of just it feels like a lack of character development and just people are just have to be together because it's christmas and because they're family i want to skip to where this movie fucking shines all right all right is when krampus and all of his monster friends start showing up to attack everyone
1: hell yes
0: this is by far one of the most impressive things because while i'm watching i'm like fuck these like computer graphics still hold up and they look great even though like we've been five or six years and technology's gotten a bit better turns out they're all fucking puppets
1: like that is so impressive
0: well-crafted puppets they look so great there's so many pieces to put together i watched it thank god i had the blu-ray because i watched all the special features which was way more fun than watching the movie um (laughs) Watching them build everything and come to life, I think the Jack in the Box puppet is my favorite because for its like stretchy part in the middle, it looks like a giant fucking like slugworm thing because it eats the kids. Yeah, like its jaw opens up, and I thought, man, the the CGI looks so good on this. Nope, it's a puppet it's real
1: that's a real thing that is like honestly one of the most impressive parts about this movie is the puppetry behind it because we they all look really distinct and creepy and intense but then they also have their own like particular kind of movement as well there's a lot of movement with these things um that make them really fun and really creepy at the same time and there is this like fun creepiness we get where we're playing off of like these cute typically cute lovable things that are like gonna murder you like we have a the weird clown that's like eating the kids and this creepy teddy bear that's attacking and um
0: that is probably my favorite thing to watch behind the scenes of because it's a it's a puppet that is you know about like two feet tall and everyone is wearing like green screen things and they're just like it's like three people on it one's like mouth two people are in the arm and just watching them both all all three like scuttle with it like running across the table is so fun to watch
1: it's that's really cool because it also looks really good still like it looks awesome and that's where this movie it, is shining again, is all these creative things like this
0: it's like grim it feels like gremlins cuz there's like animatronics or puppetry that's blended in and i think it i usually that makes the movie feel more realistic when because i think with a lot of cgi if it's not perfect then it looks like cartoony and like it takes us out of the realm like avatar i know those are yes. not real people right no one has real makeup on yeah but like with these creatures i feel like that's a real thing in there yeah um and i feel like they, they can touch it they can touch them and I feel like, oh, shit, this is, ugh.
1: The one thing I will say is that, like, while I like all of these weird little creepy Krampus minions attacking, I think, unfortunately, there's a lot of chaos when it's happening because it's all sort of happening all at once. Yeah. And, unfortunately, while these are so cool and I really enjoy them and seeing what they're doing – they almost all get lost together because it's all happening at once and I think again going back to pacing we could appreciate and really be into these things happening if we spread it out just like a little bit more elongate yeah. it let everyone every creepy thing kind of have its own moment given
0: more of the movie <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> yeah we could have trimmed the fat and replaced it with these like really fun weird creatures that like are just evil but like quirky like i I just really like like this is what
0: like award ceremonies like oscars are missing out on is like movies like this that are killing it in like the puppetry department yes um practical effects because this was it's really impressive
1: i agree and i think too that's where we really get like oh this is what they're going for with this movie and i get it and so i like that i like being in that and i wish again we just had more of it
0: What do we think about Krampus?
1: So I like this Krampus. Obviously, there's not a lot of other Krampuses that I've seen to compare it to. But I like this very sort of ominous, just like dark being with like the antlers and like just massive presence.
0: A lot of things. I think the massive presence is great, especially like seeing him jump from like rooftop to rooftop. I. I could feel the weight of him, and like hitting the way he's crunched over. I just thought, "Fuck, that dude probably weighs like three hundred pounds, just like in his top half." He's got big ass hooves, and just I like his hunched presence and movement. It just is really nice. And again, puppetry is wild. Um, watching them again. This is special features again. I liked. This was the best part about watching. This was the special features. Um, Watch it, they're like, how do you see in that costume? He's got, like, a little video screen that, like, has a little camera by, like, one of his, like, on his, like, in his hair or neck or somewhere. You'll never see the camera, but, like, it's a camera that points to it. He can see where he's moving because he cannot see out of that. Whoa. Yeah.
1: That's um, crazy. And
0: it's, like, so many layers to put on. He's on stilts, and the guy's in there and, wow, like, has to move around. It's pretty wild. I wish we got more of Krampus doing things. I feel like Krampus really, like, like, sidelined for his minion mansu things.
1: Yeah, a little bit. Like, I do like, wish we got to see Do we see, see him Krampus more.
0: attack anyone or just give ornaments to people?
1: We see... So the very first time we see Krampus is very menacing. He's chasing our first victim, the teenage daughter, like, in this very snowy creepy street and yeah he's jumping from roof to roof he's following her she cannot lose him she hides and he finds her so but we don't really see him attack we see her so much like the lead up to the attack and you know it's gonna happen but then we like cut to something else we don't see him get in yeah which is like not a bad first start but then yeah we never really see him like actually go for think the only other
0: person he may kill is grandma yes he's like in a room with her. And then they just cut, and you just know, like,
1: yeah,
0: he not let her go.
1: And it's really anti climactic because Grandma just goes back into the house to like face Krampus, and then like, yeah, nothing really like happens. She just, I do like, think you just this know movie she does.
0: Needed better deaths, um, yeah, in the sense of them attacking because uh, Keckner just jumps on top of the jack o' lantern thing, uh, or the jack in the box that just gets pulled out of the window. And we never see him. That's it. Yeah. And I hate that. I again, he's one of those fun actors that like give him a wild death, like fun, like makeup and prosthetics and exciting. Because like the the three deaths that really bother me are Adam Scott, Tony Collette, and Allison Tolman, all back to back. Yeah. They're all trying to escape from the elves, and then. They're in the snow, trying to escape in like the blizzard thing that's happening. And he's like, "Go, leave!" and shooting everything, but like something's attacking under the snow. I don't think it's the elves; it's something else, right? Yeah,
1: but we don't really ever know what it is. It's just like this big, so being, it's like kind of like tremors style. It's the like snow. tremors, like, so, yeah, so
0: snow tremors happening. Yeah, and it, you know, like his death is okay because like he's fending off with a shotgun yeah and then he just disappears in the snow mm-hmm. but then both the moms get that same thing but they're like here kids get in the car won't won't and they're both gone i'm like yeah let's why did we get all three of the lead actors the same way and right two the two women just boop, boop, done boop, boop.
1: they it's, felt like yeah. nothing in this
0: movie and that's yeah really sad because um tony clint Fucking amazing. If you haven't seen Hereditary yeah. Guys, that's the scary movie with Tony Clott you need to watch. It's oh yeah. So good. So um alison Tolman kills it in Fargo season Absolutely. One. Oh my god. Uh I'm just so disappointed in like the use of these two actresses. Like they're so great. Give them a fun I feel like with actors, giving them like a fun on-screen death where they have to fight something or yes. get, like, murdered in a unique way. That's what's exciting, but like yeah. we didn't get it. They just both got disappeared in the snow.
1: Yeah, I the, none of the deaths are particularly memorable at all. I think the only one is like maybe the teenage daughter, just because it's the first one happen, and it's like oh my god, they just killed a young girl. I Other think, than that, like we don't get anything visually creative or fun. I think the kid weird. getting eaten
0: by the jack in the the jack in the box is crazy because you see yeah. the, like the feet like sink into this giant mouth right which is wild but i again i don't did they retrieve they retrieved one of the kids from the jack-o'-lantern
1: yeah and then the i think and then when one, one gets eaten. Is it just eaten so
0: again i don't yeah so fuzzy and the fact that i don't remember speaks volumes
1: i don't remember either and it's That's like
0: not good if neither one of us remember we just watched this
1: we just watched it <laughs> I'm wondering, and this is something we've come across many a times. What struck me in this second viewing, which is something I didn't really think about the first time around, this is a Universal movie. So, this is like the backing of a really big main studio. And when I first saw, like, you know, Universal before the title card, I was like, wow, I didn't even understand that because I'm surprised a big studio took a risk and greenlit this movie because it's incredibly different it's incredibly unique I mean it really there is no sort of thing to look to and be like oh audience is like this so they'll like that like it's it's not anything we've ever really seen before from a big budget movie so I'm wondering if there was also some sort of you know studio interference getting in the way of just like letting loose and being creative like certain things because it's a christmas movie needed to be in there you oh, can't we, murder you know. all those children yeah you can't show this kind of thing because this is you know whatever i mean we see it all the time i'm just wondering if that happened here because all of the pieces should fit into something really really awesome and there's just something holding it back. And we've seen that time and time again that someone and the big exec comes in and is like, you can't be doing this because audiences won't like that. You know, I'm
0: not creative, but I'm gonna tell you what you can and can't do. Yeah.
1: So I mean it very well could have just been one of those things where conflicting viewpoints on what to do with this movie fucked it up.
0: Before Ooh. we talk about our final verdicts. You had mentioned something about the ending confuses you.
1: I'm glad we were bringing this up. So it's not so much that it confuses me. I think, for me, the ending is just sort of like the movie's downfall as well. Because it just, like, stops. It almost feels like they didn't know how to end this movie. So they just were like, they So all
0: the family gets killed off. The little boy is, like, confronting Krampus, and Krampus pushes him into, like, the pit of hell, it seems. Yeah! And then the kid (laughs) wakes up. It all feels like a dream. He's, like, with family. Everyone's alive again. They're opening presents. And then he opens up a present that has the ornament that Krampus had given him. And then he's like, oh, fuck. Well, he didn't say that because he's, like, 10. He doesn't say fuck. Uh, enough so um and then the camera pulls back and it's revealed that they all are in like a snow globe it pulls back even further and Krampus has like a snow globe of like thousands of snow globes in his like house I guess he just turns families into snow globes and they have to live forever inside the snow globe what
1: yeah what (laughs) okay okay I Um, guess
0: on the blu-ray it had an alternate ending
1: what is that ending <laughs> i need to know
0: the kid opens up his gift and it's still the ornament and then it pulls back from the house and window and just ends there's no snow globes i almost and i thought that's not an alternate ending you that's the same yeah it's it. <laughs> yeah. essentially the same except for you revealed a little bit more like what the alternate ending would be like Krampus isn't real or like he was able to save the day and bring everyone back to life yeah
1: something like that that's just like a trimmed down version of the ending we got I don't know I just think like it's not the worst idea of having it be like this existential crisis of like oh my god they're trapped in a snow globe for all eternity and it also does make sense as to why like no one else was around their house it's because they're in this weird snow globe universe but it just, there's something about it that makes it feel off-kilter. And maybe it's because we have so much happening with, like, doom and gloom and chaos. And then, yeah, the kid falls into the pit of hell. And then you kind of, and then he wakes up and forgets all about it. And then it's like, ah, ha, ha that's funny. But you're stuck here forever. It's like, what? Like, it just, it I think, our there's a lot point, of
0: horror movies that end like that so for yeah. me, i was like oh good they ended it just like a lot of others
1: so joe yeah do you think that krampus deserves a second chance
0: no it's pretty it just it feels like it goes on for a really long time i do think if you're interested in krampus just skip around to like the hour mark hour 10 mark and just watch when monsters go because, like the puppetry again, the monsters look so good. Everything's filmed well. It's great. Um, if I ever rewatch this, I'm just gonna rewatch those monsters attacking people um, again because I'm, I'm not connected to any of the characters. I'm not connected to whatever story's happening. I think the like spirit of Krampus or the origin of Krampus isn't very ex- isn't explained very well. Even with Grandma telling it in the, a kind of a cute little like animation of her childhood, I don't think her explanation of it's that great because it's very personal just to her and not like this is the folklore of Krampus. It's like this is what happened to me, and Krampus attacked me when I was a little kid. So what? Like <laughs> no. Nah it should be like there's a folklore of Krampus I think it's bullshit but I'm just the German grandma <laughs> I think it's, it's just nonsense they used to say to us to scare us and then oh fuck it's real and she's you know what I always thought you were a phony so fuck you like that's, yeah, a, that's what grandma should have been doing uh, I hope someone out there help even get the same director to make another horror Christmas movie because uh, this was because when it was horror Christmas it was great Um, just again hit those two harder together because like when we when they came together it was great but when we just got like one thing it was kind of boring
1: um unfortunately i would have to agree with you and that sucks because i really want a good horror christmas movie the
0: idea is fun yeah yeah it's, it's different it's a breath of fresh air
1: yeah it's an incredibly unique idea and there's some very unique and fun moments but overall there's just something holding this back and I wish it had it like just fully doubled down like you said horror Christmas I mean that's where it shines if we just had it throughout I think it could have been a lot different what holds it back is so drastically lame and boring as a result so it's it's really hard to say like yeah actually this was a lot better than I thought like I actually thought that the second time around I liked it less, which was really unfortunate. I would say, yeah, no, it doesn't deserve a second chance. There's some really cool elements in there, but overall, it just doesn't really deliver like what we really want it to. So it's gonna be a no for me, unfortunately.
0: So sad because like, I just I think with the title Krampus, Krampus, and the look of Krampus, I want it to succeed.
1: I want it too. And unfortunately, also, Krampus really does take like a supporting role for his own movie. Like,
0: <laughs> not a support. He's a minor role. <laughs> yeah. I, need, I need way more Krampus in this.
1: He's like a piece of set dressing in his own movie. Like, I yeah, I need more Krampus. Just need more. I need.
0: You know what I want? I want like a big A-lister to be Krampus. Get me like Apology of money. <laughs> just, just, just eat up that scene.
1: Oh fuck yeah! Yeah, fuck that's yeah. What I want. I don't know I think this is a movie that if they tried to remake it and just make it better I'd be into it but for how it is nah
0: they did a good try though I think you know
1: they really did I think everyone really tried here and just something something happened and I don't know what it is but I don't like it (laughs) (laughs) that's my hot take okay All right. Well, thank you for listening to another episode of Second Chance Movies. You can find us on YouTube. We have a visual episode. We also have all of our audio episodes and wherever you find your podcast. Please like, share, subscribe if you like what you're seeing and hearing. We'd really appreciate the support. Uh, You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram and keep the conversation going about movies. Let us know what you might want us to review. We'll do it. We'll watch it for you and let you know how it is nowadays.
0: If you want to hear um, our opinions about a specific movie let us know i'll talk about anything
1: we'll do it we'll talk we'll talk about it um you know
0: what shout out to beady McBeatface.
1: Beatty McBeatface. thank Thanks you for
0: dope intro song
1: so good so good every time mm. it slaps everything you need to know to find us will be listed in the show notes and yeah we'll be back next week with our last Second Chance movie of 2021.
0: We keep the fire hot. Second Chance movie